When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Evelyn. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! 14 USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. When we beat you, the warriors die and the ducks fly. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello. That's Kevin. Howdy, y'all. Confession to make. Welcome. Well, first of all, welcome to the Quake Take Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks podcast. Second of all, confession to make, Tommy and Kevin are not here. I don't know if you could tell by my uh, impressions of them. Not bad. They just decided not to show up. No, I think the real answer was the only time we could really do it this week was Monday, and Monday was Memorial Day, and in Tommy's words, he wanted to honor America, Kevin said, yeah, that sounds like a good idea, so we couldn't get together, but I figured we didn't get together last week through some unfortunate circumstances, so I figured I would give you guys a a little bit of what you want, at least one third of what you want, which is me without Tommy and Kevin. So I don't know how long I'm going to go, but there's a lot of stuff, a lot of housekeeping stuff to get through and a lot of things that uh, Tommy and Kevin don't really need to be here for. So I figured, why not have a solo pod? So Kevin is back from Japan, at least allegedly. I've not seen him in person yet, but he is allegedly back from Japan and he did not get arrested or deported, really. So... Success in both situations there, and he should be back on the pod for the first time in over a month next week, and moving on, the reason we didn't have a pod last week was we were supposed to talk with Adam F. Goldberg, creator of the Goldbergs, Mighty Ducks fan. We had another sort of unfortunate thing come up that uh, couldn't really be avoided, and uh, yeah, just got some wires crossed where... We didn't know in time to sort of alter it, but we're still working to get him back on the pod, and he will be on the pod eventually. He says he's going to do it. We just got to find the time. We got to get everything right and lined up there. And the third thing I really want to talk about before really getting into it here is Quacklight Sean has come through in a big way here. He has created a Mighty Ducks NHL 94 video game. Uh, what is happening? You you use a Sega Genesis emulator on your computer to play NHL 94, and he's modified NHL 94 to include the Mighty Ducks, the Hawks, Team USA, Iceland, Eden Hall, and Eden Hall's JV. And he's working on even uh, further modifications to add the whole Pee Wee League in. And a quote-unquote story mode where you play through the movie. So what I am trying to do 
is trying to figure out how to play it online. You can do this, but it's very confusing, and I need someone other than me to be playing this game. So I'm going to put a link in the show notes to both download the emulator and to download uh, Sean's version of the game. And if you are unfamiliar, NHL 94 from 1994 was the, and probably still is, one of the greatest hockey games, if not the greatest hockey game ever played. So it's very enjoyable. I play it a lot. My fiance makes fun of me for how much I play it, but that won't stop me. But I'm trying to play online and maybe, you know, get a league set up and get everything going. But I need I need some test cases. So if you download the stuff and you download the game, let me know. DM me, email me. And we'll try to figure out this whole online thing. There's a there's a really underground NHL 94 community that explains it. But as I said, super confusing. So I need some help. I need some help from the quack lights there in multiple ways. Now, let's sort of move on here. The a lot of things, a lot of things going on. The number one thing that is another contribution from the quack lights, uh, Brandon Bender. In, at Brandon Bender on Twitter, he did something I always wanted to do, and he figured out the exact game that the Ducks attend when they are going to the North Stars game and they play the Whalers. Now, we did a Mighty Ducks minute off this, minute number 123, and Brandon went a little further than than we did there. So, the... Game, he says, this is how he explains it here. He explains it, uh, did some research out of curiosity. The North Stars game the kids go to against Hartford must have been February 29, 1992, a leap day no less. The NHL 75 logo on their jerseys were from 91 to 92, and filming took place from January through March of that year. That's just great research. The patch, I think, really gives the key detail there. There's no mistaking because they only wore it that one year. And then finding the uh, finding the filming locations, that's also a good call there. Uh, he says, have done some player hunting. The guy that Mike Madonna skates to the bench with is number 15, Dave Gagne. The player chipping it into the zone is number 21, Derek Smith. And number 32 behind him on Hartford is Brad Shaw. Finally, when Madano scores, the Hartford player he skates by are number three, Zarly Zalapski, and number 20, Yvonne Corvo. And the goalie, he looks like it's number 30, Peter Sidorowitz. I'm such a nerd. Hey, Brandon, don't be so hard on yourself. We're all, we're all nerds here. And I, as I said, very appreciative of what, of the service Brandon did here. I did some more research so the I guess it's the Mike Madonna goal Mike Madonna does score in this game but uh, it's obviously a cutaway and it, it doesn't even look like it's the same rink it looks like the exact same scene that uh, that they use for Bombay's penalty shot like that cut to the upper top corner but so the North Stars lost in overtime in this game so uh, Mike Madonna scored in the second period to tie the game 3-3 John Cullen comes back to take a 4-3 lead for Hartford and then Dave Gagne 
aforementioned Dave Gagne, just a legend. He scores uh, really close into 232 into the third period and uh, ties the game. Then Adam Burt with two seconds left, it looks like, because it's a five-minute overtime period. Unless that changed. I'm going to have to look that up. Unless that that five-minute overtime period was longer back in the day. But Adam Burt scores the game winner. And before I go any further, I should I should correct this. Brandon Bender, his Twitter handle at Brandon M Bender. I think I just said Brandon Bender, but a lot of stuff there. Good work by Brandon. Um, nothing really of note, other than that game. They played at the Met Center, which uh, is now torn down. the The Whalers went nineteen thirty one and eleven that season. Minnesota North Stars twenty six thirty two and five. So just really a game of of true powerhouses there that uh, don't know how the movie, the I guess the documentary film crew got their tickets to film this game with that kind of powerhouse and that kind of uh, star power in the game. And uh, other than that, any any other thoughts on that? Let me know. And I feel like I should say something about Tommy and Kevin here because I know they're not going to listen. I know they're not going to listen, so I don't know if I should make fun of Kevin's hair or Tommy's beard or something. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe may, I don't know. Maybe they will listen because they aren't on it for like the first time ever, and there's no and they don't have the other person to tell them what actually happened. But let's see. I still got some time here. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll go like 15 minutes. Maybe we'll do like a halfway episode since it's just me here. I guess it's me and the dog, but she is not uh she's not very vocal right now. Can't speak English either. Doesn't have a job. Really embarrassing. Anyway. So at Stevie Yanks has been really active on the Facebook page asking quite questions. He's really coming hard. He posted like seven yesterday, so I wanted to get at least one of his quack questions out there because you gotta reward the hard work that someone like Stevie Yanks does. And Stevie Yanks asks, are we understating how promising Bombay's hockey career was? The documentary showed footage of him playing on his childhood pond. He must have been well-known enough for the documentarians to think he was worth making a film of that at such a young age. Good question here. As all, I would say, eh, I guess all of them that make the air are good questions. So, Gordon Bombay, if you remember, Hans talks about how Gordon Bombay scored 198 goals in one season. And we did the math there. He's averaging about 13 goals per game, assuming the league is the same as it is in D1. So he's averaging 13 goals per game. So you figure he would show a lot of hockey talent at a very, very early age there. So... If he's showing that kind of talent at an early age, it seems likely that the documentarians got on him early, and maybe that was part of a different documentary, or or that was just part of some home video, maybe. But it, it's kind of too high quality for some home video. There is some like fadedness to it, so maybe the documentarians at a, were doing a different film, and then they sort of found Bombay again, or the, this, they have this found footage. Either way. I think I don't think we're understating it because we are saying just how good he got. Like he was the number one 
peewee player, probably in the state at that point, and obviously could have made the pros if not for the old knee injury there. And other than that, I mean, well, during his comeback, I think he, he lost the will for the game there as well. So, yeah, I think the bigger documentary that hasn't been asked, I guess it sort of has been asked, but in a roundabout way, is, you know, what Bombay could have been. What he could have been in his youth hockey career, because he was probably one of the top players, if not the top player in the state or maybe the country. Uh, also could have been playing some poor competition, but still, if you're averaging 13 goals per game, you're pretty good. Unless you're playing like four-year-olds, which you assume Bombay was playing at least his own age group. So, yeah, just kind of a, a Marcus Dupree situation. If you haven't heard him, look him up. He was a subject for a 30 for 30 documentary. Very interesting. But kind of a similar thing where he seemed like he had it all. He seemed like he was a, a sure thing. And then it all sort of falls apart for him. Very interesting. Would love to go back, talk to Bombay's family members, the friends that knew him back then, other than Jack Riley, and really sort of get down into what happened there and what truly happened was it just his dad and was it just Riley pushing him too hard obviously he goes to Eden Hall his pictures in the Eden Hall Hall of Fame so you figure he was at least good up through high school did Eden Hall ruin him did juniors ruin him who knows but really really a lost sort of story maybe we need to do a 30 for 30 maybe we need to get ESPN on board to do this and uh, good question, Stevie Yanks. Thanks for that. And keep them coming. As I said, Stevie Yanks, very prolific in asking the questions on the Facebook. So those are always good to have for episodes like these where, uh, who knows, I might be doing more of this. I don't know how committed Tommy and Kevin really are at this point. They have their other things to do, like uh, go to Japan and stuff like that and, and work and have real important jobs while I just slim it. With the with the plebes, with all of us, all of us together. So let's move on. Let's do one more. Let's do one more quack question here. This one we got just a couple of days ago on Twitter, at Absolute Gunk on Twitter. He asked, or she, who would you rather have on a hockey team, the Bash Brothers or the Hanson Brothers from Slapshot? If you're unaware, the Hanson Brothers... Uh, three-man crew that play on the, the minor league hockey team that is the subject of Slapshot. They were real people, I believe, or they were based off... Yeah, they were real people. Obviously, some liberties been taken there. I'm not sure if that's a true documentary or sort of some performance art documentary. So you look at the Bash Brothers, you look at the Hanson Brothers. Hanson Brothers have obviously proved more. They're playing at a higher level than high school hockey. Although, Junior Goodwill Games, still unclear to me just how good that competition was. But as we talked about, probably a lower level tournament there. So, just from that, you, we know how the Hanson brothers turn out. They obviously have this ceiling. They're not NHL superstars. But there's a lot to project from the Bash brothers as to where they'll be when they're as old as the Hanson brothers. Also, three Hanson brothers, two Bash brothers, and the Hanson brothers actually brothers. So you gotta you gotta figure in the chemistry there of the three brothers playing on the same line. I think from a promotional standpoint, 
obviously that's good. Chemistry standpoint, that's good. Talent standpoint, kind of iffy. You look at the Bash brothers, obviously Fulton, Fulton, super improved. Really got a good work ethic. I can never say work ethic. And obviously one of the greatest slap shots of all time. You look at Dean Portman, Dean Portman, good skater. He's uh, physical. Seems like he can move the puck well. Really, really a sort of complete package there for a 14-year-old, 12-year-old, whatever he was there. I guess he would be, yeah, I mean 14 when he comes back to Eden Hall there and uh, is throwing around varsity players who are four years older than him, allegedly. We don't know if uh, he he, uh, forged the birth certificate, any Danny Almonte situation there. I think we've talked about that before. But assuming his birth certificate is in order, you look at Fulton, you look at Portman, the biggest questions I have for both of them is motivation. And Fulton obviously talks about this in D3. He tells Charlie, I don't know if I want to play hockey for the rest of my life. For the Hanson brother, that's all hockey. They're all hockey all the time. So this really is an interesting question. I might have to bring this up to Tommy and Kevin as I think about it more. I would hope they've seen Slapshot. I'm not entirely sure, though, but they seem to have watched every single movie known to man. Uh, I'll be honest. Sometimes they throw out movies, and I'm like, what the hell is happening? Like, I don't. How do you know this movie? How do you know this terrible movie from like 1989? But I digress. Back to the question I had Who would you rather have on team, the Bash Brothers or the Hanson Brothers? My first reaction is actually the Hanson Brothers, just because I know what I'm getting out of them. Like, Fulton and Portman, more talented, but kind of up and down. And I don't know how long they're going to stick around. I don't know if they're going to have other motivations. And it, I guess it depends on what type of hockey team I'm building. Hanson Brothers, known for their, uh, we'll say, goonish tactics. A lot of penalty minutes there, not a lot of goals. But that could have a place. I guess you're looking at the new NHL, though. And you look at the new NHL, I'm assuming, you know, we're we're looking at this now in terms of the Hanson brothers and the Bash brothers at the same age. So the Bash brothers as old as the Hanson brothers. And who would I want of those sort of people captured in time now? I think the Bash brothers would contribute more as long as they stick around. And I guess that would be on me to stick around. So I'm going to do a complete 180 here from 25 seconds ago and say... I'm taking the Bash brothers just because of the upside and in the confidence I have in my coaching staff, which I don't know if that's me. I don't know if we're looking at Bombay there. I guess we would have to define the coaches, but just in a general vacuum, I'm taking the Bash brothers just because I believe I can develop them where the Hanson brothers are who they are. And who knows, the game might have passed them by a little bit in terms of the speed and the uh just kind of the pace of the game here so good question there two good questions and i'm gonna wrap this up because i don't really do this much talking at ever on the pod i i feel like i'm i'm more of a facilitator but that just might be me uh projecting or 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 wanting to be that but go to the com, contact us as I said, 
if you want to play this uh, Sega NHL 94 Mighty Ducks Edition. And if we have enough interest, I'm thinking about League. I'm thinking about updating the stats on the pod, you know, just really making it part of the Quack Attack. So if you're in on this, let me know. And let me know sooner rather than later. At Quack Pod on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Quack Pod. Go to iTunes. Give us five stars. Tell us who'd you rather have, the Bash Brothers or the Hanson Brothers. Tell your friends to come to the pod, to listen to the pod, to review the pod, to follow us on Twitter. We're one follower away from 1,000. We got up to 1,000 twice and then had unfollowers. So I can't really say who is the... 1,000th follower because it's already been two people and it will definitely be a third. But go to iTunes, as I said. The Bash Brothers or the Hanson Brothers. Go to the shop. Get your summer gear. Get your summer gear. I'll look at... uh, I'll get Kevin on some new designs maybe. We'll see. We'll see. I'll try to turn the screws on him a little bit because our site went down for like three hours while he was in Japan and I had no idea what was going on and that was his fault. So, we'll see if he can make it up to us. Although he did get it back relatively quickly for being in ocean. Maybe more, depending on where you want to classify it away. And remember, ducks fly together. Yeah.